Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Well, welcome, folks, to Earrings Off. We um, we know you are busy, busy people. We know you are busy people. And uh, Teresa and I thank you for joining us um, today. So um, today, Teresa and I, we thought we would talk about gratefulness, gratitude. You know, um, sometimes with the world swirling, it's hard to find anything to be grateful for. And I don't know about you, but right now, uh, personally for me, it's definitely swirling. But there's a saying that if you aren't grateful for the rain, you really can't appreciate the sunshine. So today, Teresa and I, we're going to pause to talk about gratefulness as we approach the upcoming holiday um, season, Thanksgiving particularly, and the end of 2022. We're going to start with uh, a few quotes. When gratitude becomes an essential foundation in our lives, miracles start to appear everywhere. Yeah. Maya Angelou said, I learned a long time ago, the wisest thing I can do is be on my own side. Oh my goodness, her writings were so profound. Isn't that something? That's the wisest thing you can do is root for yourself. Root for yourself. The last one is by Dan Gutman. Sometimes we spend so much time and energy thinking about where we want to go that we don't notice where we happen to be. So we're pausing today to just be thankful for where we are and to talk about gratitude. So, um, Teresa, what do you want to say about being grateful or gratitude? Well, I would like to share a um, a definition uh, that I found on a website. It's not, it wasn't out of Oxford or any of the dictionaries. It was on a website that I was, that I was looking at recently. And what it says is that gratitude is a conscious, positive emotion one can express when feeling thankful for something, whether tangible or intangible. Gratitude implies much more than showing good manners. It's a practice that requires acknowledging someone else's gesture towards us or the things that are going well in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's a tool based on this is a tool that we can use to help others feel good and to feel good ourselves. Right. So um, in keeping with the quotes, I, I too found a few quotes. Um, One from Oprah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She says that it's, 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 if you want to change the, if you want to change your state of being, start being grateful. Mm-hmm. And Steve Harvey said, joy and depression 
can't exist in the same space. Gratitude changes your perception. So being Mm. grateful and Mm. acknowledging that you're grateful can bring you joy if you're feeling down is what I got from Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. It makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Now, that's a quote from Melody, Melody Beattie, who is a, an American author that writes um, self-help books. Hmm, right. Okay. Okay. So for me, yeah. you know, gratitude is something that when I I start my day with, honestly, I didn't realize how important right. it was. Like and I won't say that I start every day, but the days that I start with writing, the first thing I write is what I'm grateful for. Now and then so when you I'm journal if, first thing in the morning, you journal first I, thing in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, and I can say that I'm like lately I've been doing it at least three times a week, at least three times a week. Oh, so I get good. up in the yeah. morning and um, yeah, and I journal. So and I and at the top of the page, I write what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in yeah. some form and, and, and throughout the day, too, I I might say what I'm grateful for. And I do believe that it changes your mood. I do. Oh, it changes yeah. my mood. Yeah. 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 That's so true. Well, mm-hmm. I looked at it uh, when we said we talk about being grateful and grateful and uh, gratefulness. Gratefulness. I thought about um, what were some things or things that had happened to me that I was most grateful for. Yeah. And uh, the thing that always sticks out is I really was given the best gift ever by a friend's daughter. And to this day, um, that's a gift that I'm most grateful for. And I don't know if I shared with you about the time I got a schematic. Did I tell you about that? I don't think so. Well, when when we were, um, when we sold, um, you know, a house and moved into another one and, um, You know, once you're moving and you're dealing with all the expenses of the move and the new mortgage and everything that the larger electric bill and everything else. So we just really did not want to put any more money out there. We just wanted to be very careful going into the new place while we adjusted to this new mortgage, which was considerably more than our last mortgage. So I was telling my friend's daughter, I was saying to her, because she's into decorating, you know, has a very good eye for design. And I told her, I said, you know, I just don't want to spend any money. I want to be able to use what I have from the old house in the new house. I I don't want to have to buy new stuff. And because every time before when we moved, I'd immediately gone out and picked out new stuff. And so she came over one Saturday and she said, Lou, I just want you to, she sat down. She said, I want you to tell me every piece of furniture you have. And I want you to tell me every lamp, every table, every chair. And she wrote this list of everything, everything I owned. 
And um, then she came back, you know, after we, you know, closed and everything. She drew a schematic of my new house. And in the schematic, she told me where to put every piece of furniture that I owned, every rug. She she decorated it and she labeled it, right? Everything. And so when she finished, she said, well, you're going to have to buy one rug, but that's it. And to me that she, I didn't even know she could do that. For her to take the time, first of all, she listened, she cared, she listened, and she used her gifts to, you know, to be a blessing to meet my need. And because I was overwhelmed with it all. So I was very grateful for her caring enough to take that kind of time and figure out, you know, what can I do to help her? And oftentimes we think when we think about gratitude to somebody giving us a gift, it's like something that costs a lot. But what she did was use her talents to meet my needs. So uh, that was always very special to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was very special. So my gratitude practice, if you will, is a lot simpler. So, you know, the things that I write um, are. I'm just grateful for waking. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for my health. Yeah, I'm grateful for my mother's health. You know, I'm grateful that I have a job. Things yeah. like that, right? I think yeah. about all the things that I have because guess what? If I didn't have them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, it and, would, and it, I, it would be a different. Well, yeah, and that's what the, yeah, and that's what Dan Gutman I think was talking about in his quote about we spend so much time and energy thinking about where we want to go and like what we want to have and we don't appreciate just where we are. And many times, somebody said this to me yesterday that when they journaled or looked back over things that they've asked for, prayed for, uh, meditated on, and to look like from years ago that those things occurred and that they now have them, that that's amazing. So yeah, it's not always about the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that... that That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, in all ways, when I think about being gratitude, uh, being grateful, I can never not never think about that without thinking about, you know, my mom um, being a widow with uh, seven kids and just her being able to ferret us through childhood and, uh, you know, my siblings. So just being grateful and thankful for the people who poured into you, who've loved you, oh, who picked you up when yeah. you've fallen, who um, told you it was going to be okay when you weren't quite so sure it would be. So, um, yeah, I, I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, that, that quote too, that, um, that I heard from Steve Harvey about joy and depression not existing in the same space and using gratitude as a means to overcome uh, depression is pretty powerful. You know, a lot of people, you know, I don't know, when I mentioned Steve Harvey, you know, a lot of people don't, he, he, you would think he has a lot of fans. <laughs> I mean, but some well, people Well, he don't. used to until, you yeah. know, he, 
I don't know. I don't think I don't necessarily think he aligned himself with the former president. But the fact that, you know, people, that's how it was viewed, particularly in our community. I think yeah. that caused some of the disconnect with him. Yeah. Yeah. But he he starts he starts his radio show uh, each morning talking about things that he's grateful for. He talks a lot about faith and mm. prayer and his spiritual walk, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, so when I heard that, when I when I saw that quote, I was like, well, there's another one. I didn't hear that one on the show. I read it on the, mm -hmm. on the internet, but yeah, he, he um, I'm not sure. I know he's written a couple of books, but I think he would have a book by putting all of his quotes in it like all of the things. I don't know if they're unique, if they're his yeah. or if he read them, you know, if there's in some of the readings or teachings that he has uh received. Yeah. But they're they're pretty they're pretty good. Well, and I tell you you've never read one of his books? I think I read one. Was it the one that they made into a movie, How to Think Like a Man? I think I think I have that one. <laughs> you know, no. That was a good book. And that was a good <laughs> movie. It really was. I, 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 I have to admit, I saw the movie, but I didn't read his book. Well, are you <laughs> laughing at my at my literary choices? I mean, if that's, is that what this is about? I think Yes, so. I read Steve Harvey's book. I read all kinds of books, and it was very good. It was a What's very that? good book. I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure he has ghostwriters, though. Well, yeah, yeah, probably. But, yeah, but, I'm not judging him. I was about to say, you don't sound like you're judging, but you sound like a hater. But anyway. I'm not hating. I mean, the, guy, <laughs> the guy is a multi-gazillionaire. I'm not hating. But I think that was a good show he had, too. Did you ever watch that before they, uh, I don't know if they Family you know, did renew its contract. No, I'm That's not one of my favorites. Family. What show? Okay. <laughs> The, the talk show, the Steve Harvey, oh, yeah. the talk show. You never saw that? Oh, that was good, too. I thought he had good stuff on there. But Remember, anyway. Lou, okay. that show comes on during uh, the day. It came on during the day. <laughs> well, well, okay, let me tell you. Don't you try to get on your little pompous thing because you have a job and I don't, okay? I I was working, too, but I would catch snippets of something. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, but I'm sure if his show was like, and, and have you never heard a video? I mean, you know, you can record something. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That's what, yeah, you're right. You probably, yeah, you recorded it. Don't right? you try to get on here and, and make it look like I'm a slacker. Yes, it was on no, during no, the day. No, 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 and no, so no, what? No, <laughs> anyway. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is. I was refer. You have you have done your dues, my sister. You retired. Thank you. Right? Thank and you. I wish I was yeah. retired. So no, <laughs> no, you don't, Teresa. It is a very hard life getting no, up not. and well, give having it to, to me. Fear. Let, let me let me sign up for that. <laughs> it's a very very hard life, but um, yeah. But, but what I'm gonna say was I was gonna what I was gonna say was I. I don't know. You've never heard this radio show, though, right? Like, yeah, I've heard. Well, is that the one with Uncle Tommy on it? Uncle Tommy, cousin Tommy, nephew Tommy, nephew, nephew Tommy. Tommy. Okay, yeah. Okay, is that so the one? You, yeah, that's the okay. one. I guess. I've so heard I don't it. like his radio show. 
I don't okay. like the comedy on his show, but I like the intro. That's all I listen to. Oh, okay. I do like Family Feud. Okay, so there you go. Okay, all right, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, we're off topic, but since you brought up Family Feud, I maybe would have liked Family Feud, but I have a family family member who's apparently is addicted to Family Feud. So when you go to their house, that's all that's on the freaking loop, and it's on... (laughs) I mean, that, that show must be on some kind of 24-hour network because it's it's one episode after another. And I'm always sitting there going, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, be kidding really? Me. I, I don't know. We're going to watch this? All this is this is what we're going to watch. Teresa, we are off um, topic. Yeah, yeah and, let's, um, get back. Let's, get yes, back to let's, let's get back on topic. We're talking about, and apparently, Teresa is grateful for Steve Harvey. Okay, there you have it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, um, Teresa, anything else you want to share on your gratefulness, um, your gratitude practice or anything about that? No, um, I don't. I I don't want to share, but I will. You hit on something that I discovered in preparing for this show that people use gratitude, their gratitude practice to manifest like you alluded to someone who yeah. looked back on yeah. their on their writings about being grateful. Um, so, you know, that hasn't happened for me. That That's the only, maybe I'm not doing it right. Really? <laughs> but I didn't use it for that, actually. But, I, but you know. No. So when you write in your journal, you write what you're grateful for, but not about any, um, like, you don't write about future goals or, or what you want. I do. I do okay. write about future goals, especially since we started this podcast. Yeah. I write in it that. Well, those you need to be manifesting have- harder, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do write about things in terms of my health being yeah. like positive statements about being healthy. I claim yeah. health yeah. Uh, and wellness. Uh, I speak as though it is always true and I do. Yeah. And so I speak and I speak about it, um, you know, some other things too, but my journaling is a stream of consciousness other than saying I'm grateful. I write a stream. It's, it's what's going on in my head and I just get it on paper. Right. And you you know how sometimes you say, Oh, you're jealous of my yoga practice. You know, you miss it. You know, because oh, your yeah. schedule. But see, that's the thing you do that I, I just don't. I told you, I never was disciplined enough to even keep a diary as a young girl. I get all hyper, you know, when other girls would talk about it. And, you know, I get a diary and I write a day or two and it's like, I don't want to do that. And it's the same thing with the journal. I just cannot get into that. And I have tried through the years because I've heard about how beneficial it is um, and even therapeutic, you know, it being therapeutic. I cannot get into journaling. I just can't. And people have given me as gifts beautiful journals through the years. And uh, I end up uh, writing, you know, like lists and things I have to do and eventually in them, but I don't use them for journaling. One, one of my, I have always written just, like I said, I use it as a stream of conscience. So I start with a blank book. I don't use writing prompts Mm -hmm. until, 
And this is one thing I'm grateful for, a gift that I received from you. Yeah. And it it is the best. It's, It's got the writing prompts in there and they're biblically based and it is getting me closer And I said, this is what I've started doing with that one, because it's not a stream of consciousness. I have to, I I read the prompt and then I have to think about it, what I want to write. And I give myself 10 minutes to write on that prompt. And it's always a Bible verse. And it's how I, how, what emotions that verse evokes from me. And I, I never thought I would like writing from a prompt, but it is so good. It is so good. Yeah, you said you like that one. I love it. But I wanted to also add, it was as a child that I, when I was a teenager, young, you know, starting at 13 when I got my first diary and I I just kind of never stopped. And, and I, when I moved, when I moved to Virginia from Atlanta, I recycled a entire box of journals because, you know, I was afraid that, you know, cause I was moving here because of my yeah. now husband. I, I didn't, I, I don't know what I thought if he, I didn't want anyone to ever read. Yeah. Those, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, 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 but that was the worst thing I could have ever done. I regret that to this day, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because I love going back and reading what I thought yeah. on a given day or a time. And it, it really is therapeutic. It, good, bad, and indifferent. I write it all. No matter what's going on, I write about the good. Some people only write about bad things that happen to them. But I write about it all. I write, like I said, it's a stream of consciousness. Whatever's on my mind, whatever, whatever's bothering that, me. That but, is a wonderful, that's a wonderful mm-hmm. practice. Never, never got into that. But, you know, I do have my uh, mantra that I say every day. Oh, so I, love I, you, I do that. I do that. And uh, that sort of grounds me for the day. And, of course, say my prayers and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's good to start the day with something to sort of settle your spirit, to calm you down, to uh, set your intention for the day. So, so I would, I would venture to say that your morning prayers is like a verbal journal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The prayers that you do in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, that's, that's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can write those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, Teresa, let's talk about, um, recent news items, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the the thing that I have um, to start out with is the fact that it's election day. It's in America, right? And yeah. how, I mean, it's a little late for today, but the point that I want to make is no matter where which election election cycle it is, it's important to vote. It's important to vote no matter how many things are on the ballot, no matter f- of whether it's for a presidential election or the midterms. Yeah. And I would venture to say that in this climate that we find ourselves in, midterms are much more even important than the presidential election. Yeah. <laughs> they are becoming that way, especially, yeah. like I said, with the climate that we find ourselves in with all of these election deniers yeah so yeah yeah that's 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 what i wanted to talk about well that's what i meant when i said the world is swirling a bit now it's just it's just uh, a lot 
going going on right now. So, but um, I tell you, I saw something interesting. Now, um, Teresa, you're going to have to bear with me. The Boston Bruins, that's a National Hockey League team. Did you know that, Teresa? I did not. Okay. All right. <laughs> the Boston Bruins rescinded their contract. You must not doing that. Well, I know. I mean, your sports is not your thing. If you start talking about the health stuff, you're going to see my eyes gloss over. I got something for you tonight. Keep going. (laughs) Oh, she's getting feisty. All right. Okay. Teresa, this is my turn. Okay. The boss. Now I'm afraid, but I'm all right. The Boston Bruins rescinded their contract with Mitchell Miller. After the National Hockey League deemed him ineligible to join the team due to a bullying incident the player participated in when he was a teenager. No. Now 20. The decision is announced is effective immediately just days after they signed him to an entry-level contract. They changed um, their position after reviewing information on Mitchell. Mitchell was convicted of a bullying incident where he and another teenager were accused of tricking their black classmate, Isaiah Myers Crothers, into eating candy that had been placed in a urinal. Oh my goodness. This is the second time that his uh, path to the National Hockey League has been abruptly um, blocked. And Miller and another team, they admitted to the bullying and he was um, sentenced to community service. Now, in explaining the decision, um, the Bruin president, Cam Neely, he apologized to the victim, Isaiah Myers Crothers, and his family. And the president said, as a father, I think there is a lesson to be learned here for other young people. Be mindful of careless behaviors and going with the group mentality of hurting other people because the repercussions can be felt for a lifetime. Now, to his credit, Miller said, when I was in eighth grade, I made an extremely poor decision and acted very immaturely. I deeply regret the incident and have apologized to the individual. You know, that just struck me because that happened when he was 14. And um, you you think about that. It's just an unfortunate incident um, all all around. But um, some may say that you shouldn't cry for uh, Mitchell since he was um, he still has to be paid 500,000 per year. For the length of his contract, I believe it's for three years. However, his potential earnings could have been on average about $3.5 million a year had he actually um, played in the National Hockey League. And it is quite likely after all of his hard work and his dreams for the future that no team is ever going to want to align themselves with him because he's such a controversial player. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's consequences. And, very, you know, very much it, so. I mean, you know, we're hearing about that story, but how rare is that, right? Like, yeah. he, 
you know. Well, you know what I think happened from when I read, you know, after they signed him, because this, uh, they signed him, the Bruins signed him, but there was such an outpouring against him. Much like what, what, yeah, yeah. People, so then he you know, must have, he must have maintained that kind of bullying beyond well, his needs. Well, people were saying it was more than that one incident that he okay. basically just traumatized this young man. And, uh, you know, was a bit, from what I've read, was a bit of a privileged kid and mm. just uh, engaged in bullying behavior. And I think the public outcry was so great that, um, yeah, they just decided, no, this is not something we're going to be able to align ourselves with. So Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So people need to be aware of the potential consequences to behavior like this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So. That is, that's pretty bad for him. Very much so. Very much so. And um, Teresa, I don't know if you saw though, and this was in the paper yesterday or today. Well, I know I saw it today, but it was in, um, just happened this week, I think. A white student at the University of Kentucky is now facing criminal charges after hurling racial slurs at a, and attempted to punch a black student. I saw the video where she's calling this uh, this white student who is, um, you know, drunk, is calling the black student the N-word and trying to you saw that and uh so that did not so now she faces criminal charges so um it's like yeah and um so even when you're in a you know inebriated there are consequences to your actions and when i was watching the black student i was thinking she's probably thinking like a lot of us, how do you handle this? She did a great job, but you don't want to strike back because if somebody's going to be called, you're worried that you may be the one in handcuffs. You may be the one that's kicked out of school, even though you've done nothing to this, to this other person. Um, so yeah, that happened. Had, and um, I believe had, that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That? Yeah. So th- this just happened that, People need to be, sometimes I think about video, the video cameras on phones. Um, that has been one of the greatest tools for, you know, actually showing how people behave and what other, what the rest of us are having to endure in different environments. So, because I think her friend captured it on video with her, you know, calling the student the N word. And uh, now, of course, she's, um, facing charges. So people have to remember that they are, when they are raising children, they need to be talking to them about repercussions because this stuff comes back to haunt you. Now this young lady's picture and name is splashed all across the news and uh, it's bad enough she's on camera drunk, but uh, the other is um, certainly not helping. So, yeah. Um, I'm not real sure about what kind of drunk she was because had I not read that, I wouldn't have known that she was mm-hmm. inebriated. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I will say that that sister had great restraint because I would have punched her. 
Yeah, I know. I was so I was, proud of her. I was yeah. really proud. I, I was really proud of her too. I, I, I hope that I would have been able to, I say I would have yeah. punched her, but I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a fighter. <laughs> But but I also think I but but that you also think about you know the repercussions. So you don't want to react because oh that's just not going to go well. Yeah. There was one point in the video where the girl stated, "They don't pay me enough for this." <laughs> I know. I heard. I heard her say that. Yeah, because she was a. Yeah. Sounds like maybe she was a dorm person or something. She was. Yeah, she was I, the RA. She was the resident. Yeah, I remember my time at at South Carolina doing that, and there would be a lot of drunk girls coming in from the weekend. Yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. yeah. that. That's crazy, 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 yeah. crazy. So, yeah. um, as you predicted. Uh, earlier, um, I do have a story about that's related to health. <laughs> Don't you roll your eyes? <laughs> Go on. So this, okay. this, this was a study that I found. Um, it actually happened in Brazil, but it's it's for all of us. Um, the title of it was "Highly Processed Foods Are Linked to Early Death." Right. And so it was a study of 57,000 Brazilian people between the 57, ages 57,000 5730. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Between the ages of 30 and 69. Um that the the, the okay, in 2019 57,000 people Brazilian people died between the ages of 30 and 69 and their deaths was attributable to the consumption of ultra processed food. That mm. amounts to more than 10% of annual premature deaths in Brazil among, among, among that group. So it goes into a lot of detail about what they were looking for. I mean, what the study, what they, what the study did, but I wanted to just focus on what is ultra processed foods. Yeah. Because it's stuff that we eat every day, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, anything with food colorings or flavorings and other additives, um, the whole instant noodle craze, like, you know, college students live off the oodles and noodles, frozen pizza, store bought cookies, mm. and cakes and pies. They fall into that category, right? Any mass produced baked good like baked goods like bread cakes pies margarine salted crackers cookies meats like ham hot dogs hamburgers turkey uh pizza or sugar sweetened beverages those things that we just for convenience we pick up and we eat are they're considered ultra processed mm. and those are things that you know we can it, it takes some time, yes, and some getting used to used to, yes. But we should be um thinking about getting back into our kitchens to bake and to cook and to make those things for ourselves. Then they're not considered ultra processed. And you can eat as much as you like. 
don't do that. But yeah. you won't want to eat as much as you if you take the time to cook them, you know, because yeah. I do find myself baking um, and then not wanting to eat it because I cooked it right. I baked it. <laughs> so um, but so it, it it just it just depends. So um, the, that's the thing that I wanted people to hear. Fifty seven people, people, premature deaths related to consuming highly processed foods. Mm. And, mm. you know, I like some of the highly processed foods like the veggie burgers. I mean, I would love to eat those every day. Yeah. But yeah. that's but you also told me about those. Yeah. <laughs> highly yeah. processed. And I, and I thought I was doing something healthy by trying them. Yeah. Any any mass produced food like that, that's considered a highly processed food. Mm. Mm. Mm, okay. But wow. before you but, but, okay, did you want to make a comment on that? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm so anxious to get this out because I just want to okay. just in your face, okay. in, in okay. your face, go, right? Go ahead, go ahead. So my good deed is sports related. <laughs> All right, okay. Go do, ahead. You know who, do you know who Deion Sanders is? <laughs> no, I don't know. Mm, but I don't know. He used to play in Prime. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, Prime. Who you know Prime. Know? Prime. <laughs> Jacksonville State. What? Seriously, well. Teresa, was that it that you, <laughs> seriously, Teresa, all jokes aside, did you honestly think I wouldn't know who that is? I mean, no, seriously. No, no. I okay. know you know who Deion Sanders okay. is. Okay. But did you know that he's coaching at an HBCU? Did you know that? No, but I heard he's living in Jacksonville. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You do know. You do know. Okay, I can't pull one over on you. But anyway... He's. I chose him for my good deed today because I think it's admirable that he would take his celebrity to a small HBCU and bring the type of attention to that school that would help help um, it grow and give them the much needed attention. They said because because of him, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, and now CBS are doing deals to air HBCU games. Isn't that amazing? That's, that's amazing. And um, I had him for us to talk about on our next popover instead of women who kick butt. It was going to be <laughs> men who kick butt. And you had to do it tonight. So we're going to be scratching that for <laughs> Saturday morning pop-up show, which was going to feature Deion Sanders Prime and the Jackson what he's doing in Jacksonville for the oh, great wow. work he's doing. But don't worry about that. <laughs> but no, Teresa, that's actually it's a wonderful good day. Yeah. But it's a good great story because his children actually attend that university. Yeah. And he's doing but you know, have you not only has he gone there and, and you know, left his lifestyle, he certainly didn't have to do it. But it was something he feels very committed and passionate about. But I watched some of the, the, you know, some of the speeches that he gives in the locker room with his players. He is molding them. He is shaping wow. young lives. And I'm telling you, he's motivating me. Um, oh, because, yeah, because he, he, he really is pouring into them 
teaching them about life and expectations and how they conduct themselves. So definitely, um, certainly a good deed. So a nice choice, a nice pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to give a good, I have another. Go ahead. But let me, let me share my last news story that I just saw that, um, in late October, the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage is now up to 7%. And so while the average home price in the U.S. is about 425000 that's adding like $1,100 per month extra into folks' mortgage. I don't know how people are making it out there. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize the average home price in the United States was yeah. four hundred. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by that. But I'm thinking about people who maybe um, have had to relocate for a job or just uh, need to make a change, and now having to get a new mortgage with those kinds of rates. With when you think about that. And, you know, like you just shared the segment about the processed foods and people having to wanting to eat healthier, buying better food. So the food prices are high and everything else. And, you know, the mortgage, that's a big hit on your on anybody's income. That's our most the average American. That's your big expense per month. You know, if you're a younger couple, I know when I was, you know, when I had my son younger, uh, his daycare was actually more than our mortgage, but now that's not, you know, that's not a, but it is a concern for young couples, how much they have to spend in daycare. So when you spend child, when you add childcare to that increased mortgage costs, it's just, it's just a lot for families, which makes you think about um, why the elections are so important, why we get people in Congress who can connect with us and understand the struggles of, of everyday people. So mm-hmm. I just thought, oh my goodness, that's a lot. That is, that a, is lot. a lot. That yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and but, the thing about that too is the people who have to bu- purchase now, like they can't wait until the market turns again. There you go. Will be upside down in those loans when the mortgage yeah. when it when it turns yeah. again, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's really it's really sad, and um, it is it is very crazy. much so. I'm telling you. But Teresa, I saw something that was a good deed. Did mm-hmm. you want to say yours? Nope. Go ahead. I saw something that was a good deed. Songwriter Emily Cavanaugh started offering custom songs for patients dying of COVID. Now her nonprofit, A Song For You, runs with the help of 50 volunteers and they write songs for people who are um, who is, who are sick or maybe dying. And um, they started it, like I said, for COVID patients because they were scared and alone and isolated as they faced the end of their lives. But this nonprofit continues to provide that um, service. They write songs about the person's life. So she wanted to do something to help. So she started calling hospitals to ask if anybody would have would like to have a song written about them. So I thought... How amazing is that to have somebody write a song? So I thought about you and I thought that um, if you had your song written, it would probably be something like, 
I like kale. It would be along those lines. And if I had mine written, it would probably be at least Nasheed and Teresa can't nag me anymore. And I'm going to glory where the ice cream is free. There you have it. Oh, my God. Lou, I can't with you. I cannot. I cannot with you. Oh, my God. That's going to be the theme of my life. I'm going to glory with the ice cream is closure on this show. You are too much. You are too much. There you have it. You are it. too much. So you know if what, something Lou, happens to me, tell I already got my title. Let me tell you something. People are so creative. Yes. And they're so different. Yeah, that yeah. gives me hope for humanity. That right, is right. Seriously, such seriously. a heartwarming story. I love that. Yeah. And I, I mean, they say she's doing amazing work to tell, love, to I, write a song to tell about people's lives. So, I love that. And that's something that their families will always yeah. have. So, yeah. 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 Well, let me just give you something else to tease me about. <laughs> Okay, there's so much. It's such a rich field, but go right ahead. So I'm getting ready to geek out just a little bit. You okay, know? what else is new? Go on. So you know how I love tea. I love, love, love tea. And Lord, you know, please deliver me from another tea story. Go on. Lou, this is a story that you know how important it and, is. And, and let me tell you folks, you have no idea how serious she is about all of this. But go on, Teresa. You, you what, know, what new big thing happened in the world of tea this week? You just wait. <laughs> you know how it, important it is Very. for an individual to see someone like themselves in a role that they would like to be in. So yes. I, have, I have found a lady. Well, okay. she's doing this business with her, with her husband. There's a couple and the name of their company is called Couples, C-U-P-L-E-S, Tea House. They started a tea house in, of all places, Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, I know you'll be going up there. Go on, Teresa. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so they put a tea house in the hood, right? Okay. okay. So first okay. of all, let's let's start from the beginning. So, okay. Yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the brainchild of Lynette and Eric Dodson. It's not your stereotypical quaint shop on a scenic street. Instead, okay. their Baltimore storefront located in an urban area that is in need of a makeover. But the couples, um, which make couples, C-U-P-L-E-S, an even brighter burst of hope, persistence, and fabulous tea flavors. Okay, so let me tell you about them. So fabulous they tea. both, they love tea. They love tea and met and bonded over tea. That's the long and short of it, right? And so the two of them attended a expo that I didn't even know existed until I oh, saw this. Oh, now you, now you learned about expo too. Okay. It's, right. a, it's called the World Tea Expo and it's in Las World Vegas, tea. Nevada. And I will Whoa. be attending that in March. You can And come I'll be going with you, but I'll be in the <laughs> casino, but go on. Okay. 
<laughs> well, anyway, so they brought this idea. They went to that tea expo, and that's where this couple's um, tea house was born. The idea of it was born. They brought the concept back to Baltimore. And, of course, people were like, uh, that's not for us. Those no, are my peeps. We're going <laughs> <laughs> they didn't they didn't want the people that they had to introduce tea to the to the to the uh community, right? And so the way that they did it was by giving the teas clever names and not serving the cute cucumber sandwiches, right? So they have tea names that are like soulmate. Um and um autumn leaves black sunshine we oolong together isn't that cute <laughs> oh profound go on okay <laughs> and they have instead of cucumber of egg sandwiches they have black and chicken sandwich wraps chicken and waffles things like that so what they've done is they've brought people together who like tea there are were some and people who didn't know about tea and its healthy benefits and they've introduced them to tea and together these two group of people groups of people who would have never met before come together in this tea house to talk about the benefits and the healthiness of tea. Lou, that's an amazing no, story. That is, that is amazing. That is yeah. amazing stuff. And yeah. it is, it is, I couldn't believe it when I found this story. I was like, oh my goodness, I want to go there. I want to go. I know you do, and you're serious. You're you're and going, I'm, aren't you? I'm going and I'm going to the tea to and the you're tea going expo. to the tea expo. Okay. Because I want a tea store and maybe when I get there, the name and all of that will click for me. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've talked about it. I want it. Yes, you, I want you my absolutely have talked about this, you want a tea shop. This, this is the thing that I, one thing that I write about, I will have a tea store as popular as Starbucks is to coffee. So that's what I want. And I want you to have that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, good deal. Good, good stuff, Teresa. The couple that opened the tea tea place, couples tea house, couples tea house. Shout shout out to them. Look out for Teresa. She'll be coming up there and stalking you. But <laughs> um, and of course, you know the big news. Of course, was the attack on Paul Pelosi, um, the speaker's husband. That that was crazy. That um, and. You know, what was in the news was what our governor, who represents us from the great state of Virginia, said he made light of it. Um, yeah, he made really? light of the, yeah, he made light of the attack by saying something like, you know, when somebody said she was gone to California, he was like, we want her to return to California. He said something like he meant like permanently or something. You know, I think he was. I don't know if he's trying to joke, but it, it fell flat. It was just not good in light of the fact that that was a horrendous attack uh, and that uh, Mr. Pelosi has been in um, surgery and intensive care. But what he actually did in the end, which I thought, I don't know if people consider it good news. It should not have happened, but he did something which a lot of us should take as an example. He apologized. And sometimes you say things off the cuff. You make a bad move. You, you know, um, you say the wrong thing, but he did um, apologize. So people make mistakes, but I think voters make even bigger mistakes by electing people who are ill-equipped to lead. But in this instance, Governor Youngkin, Youngkin immediately spoke out against the violence 
Well, he didn't immediately, but he eventually spoke out against the violence against Mr. Pelosi. And he made statements to try to clean up his earlier statements. So that's what I saw that struck me out and struck out at me in Virginia uh, news this week, uh, last week. So I can't even comment on that one. Well, but it wasn't just him. Uh, there were several people who said unkind things in the midst of this. Um, well, um, I didn't, you know, Glenn Youngkin is, you know, he's not one of my favorites, but I do know that they're talking about him as being a person in line for running for president. Mm, yeah. And I didn't see him as one of those folks, right? Yeah. And to hear that he too made uh comments yeah. that were disparaging against yeah, a man a... who was bludgeoned oh, yeah. and it life was... changed forever. That's he's not a young man. No, he's no. And he's no. very lucky to be alive after being yeah. smashed in the head with a hammer. Oh, oh it's terrible. You know, and people people making light of things like that is just I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just awful. Well, I just think I just think it's where we find ourselves now. People have just aligned themselves with uh, with a particular party, and both sides, um, you know, need to be in check because no, n- neither is without blame in any of this, quite frankly. So, um, but but I think at the end of the, the day, what I said earlier, we have to remember that. Um, you know, a house divided will fall, and we we're all in this. So, I'm on. Uh, eggshells about the results. Um, when we get off, I'll be immediately trying to see how things are going and just hoping that good people end up elected, um, not only but this year, but next year and the years to come. And that as Americans, we make good choices, which um, are choices that su- support, that continue to support our democracy. So, yeah. But, um, Teresa, you got anything else? You, you've got to talk about tea. Is there Anything else you want to tell us to stay healthy and be well? Folks, please be um, mindful of the upcoming um, holiday. You know, don't take after me. Don't be like Lou. Be like Teresa. Eat responsibly and uh, do well. You know, make good choices. All of that for this upcoming Thanksgiving. Teresa, why are you looking like that? Because I don't always make the right decisions. No, you don't always make the right decisions. You're not perfect. But I'm just saying, use her as an example. Read some of her blogs. Get some inspiration for healthy eating um, as you approach the holidays. That's all. So um, thank you all for joining us. Please don't forget to, uh, Teresa, did you have anything else before we close? Don't forget to visit us at www.earringsoff.com. Com. Please subscribe to our podcast, read our blogs. Um, we spend some time trying to bring you good information. So please take some time to visit us and support us. We're on all of the platforms. Our next show, Teresa, is going to be Saturday, November 26 at 9 a.m. Yes. Yes, that's our pop-up. Again, we would have been discussing Deion Sanders, but um, <laughs> Teresa wanted to bring him up today, so he can't be on our next segment. But don't no worries. We've got other things to talk about. Our next 8 o'clock show is going to be Tuesday, um, December 13th, here on Fireside. Please continue to support us. Tell your friends. 
join us. We're excited about being a part of the Fireside family. Take good care. We wish you all the very best. Have a great evening.